Hello everyone and welcome back to the In It For The Long Run podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Ellie and today we're going to be doing an episode on like disordered eating and exercise addiction vibes. <laughs> we are indeed, we are indeed. Um, yeah. First things first, how's your week been? <laughs> my week's been interesting. Very. I don't even know where to start with my week. I really don't. It's been very interesting so obviously I'd done my long run on Sunday we wait wait no I done it Saturday yeah we filmed the last podcast on Friday didn't we so it was um it was a 15 mile at marathon pace and um let's just say like it was the weather was really hot it was like really really hot so I mean it was never gonna be never gonna be great but I just found that I couldn't get to the marathon pace at all I never ever saw like wait no that's a lie I was gonna say I never saw an eight minute mile on my watch but I did but not until later on in the run, that makes sense. So it was like me and my dad worked it out and we'd done this kind of out and back route because it was that's kind of what works best. And at the time, we didn't realise, but there was a race going on the um, on the actual trail where people were doing an out and back as well. So there were loads of runners around me all the time, which was quite good. And my dad was on the bike, which did help. So we'd done two and a half miles out, two and a half miles back. So it was five miles altogether. And then we'd plan to like, in the end, we stopped after each like five miles to get water and fuel on board because because of the heat, it wasn't really possible to get it on board like whilst I was running. So I had to kind of stop for like two minutes to sort myself out. So um, yeah, the first five miles was horrific. I completely slipped off the pace and I was like, this is so bad. Like I might as well just stop running, like sack the running. But um, my dad was like, no, it's fine. Just jog, jog the next one, just jog it. And then I jogged it. And it was really weird because on the way back, I started to dip under marathon pace. And I was like, oh my God, that's really weird. So if anything, I think I warmed up into, into it, which is good. And um, I actually ended up averaging 8.22s. It was meant to be eight, but I was happy with 8.22s. I'll take that considering I felt crap on the day. And after the first five miles, I was going to sack it in. I'd um I'd started my period the day before as well which I mean for me if I like if I do a run on my period it normally goes quite well but I was a bit emotional like after my five miles I did have a little cry I was like dad I was like I can't do it and he's like no you're fine you're fine but that wasn't because I was finding it hard it was down to like hormonal fluctuations I cried but um I got it done in the end 15 miles I've never been so like shattered in my life that was like tough that was really really hard trying to keep that pace for that long was bloody difficult in that heat as well it was proper hard but we got it done uh we live we learn so Sunday Sunday was a rest day uh and then Monday I can't remember what I'd done Monday but I tried to was it Monday where I tried to run and I couldn't yeah there was there was a yeah there was a couple runs that I decided to sack in yeah, because basically I was finding that I couldn't, I wasn't holding the paces that I needed to hold. I was getting quite unmotivated and it was really annoying me and frustrating. And it just kept getting, my body just kept getting fatigued and like even more fatigued. And I'd be at home and I'd be knackered and I'd just think like, well, what's the point? Because if I'm going out and I'm constantly fatigued, it's becoming a chore. But um, i done, I done one treadmill, kind of like a mini session thing which went okay, but I still kind of struggled to hold the marathon pace for 2K. And I was like, normally on a treadmill, my lactate threshold is a lot. Would it be higher or lower? Lactate threshold would be lower, yeah, yeah. My lactate threshold normally is lower on the treadmill anyway, so paces are harder than they are on the road. But I thought, this is this feels too hard for marathon pace. This is, I can't, can't even, I'm struggling to hold it for like 2K. So then I was like, okay, something's not probably right. And I've been having like this issue with my hip at the minute I don't know what it is because I'm like I've got this like snapping hip thing it's weird <laughs> wait wait look it up I need I need you to know about it and then like wait, wait, look, wait, it up, look it up wait oh yeah I have that well I used to have Do it you? Like, literally it's actually it's quite common for like people that are active to have it yeah so when I do like bicycle crunches I'll hear a won't be the bicycles that are crunching is <laughs> my hip that's crunching <laughs> 
which is it's quite annoying but I've had this had this issue with my hip and I thought oh god here we go so I rested for a couple of days uh tried this treadmill session it was completely fine my hip felt completely fine and then I ran for a bit on concrete completely fine but then the next day I had this it was a 10 minute warm-up 30 minute tempo 10 minute cool down I warmed up for 20 minutes because I wanted to make sure that my body was warm like properly properly warm so I warmed up for 20 minutes and then I got about 15 minutes in and I was I was doing about eight eight 20s, eight 15s. And I was like, this is meant to be tempo. I'm proper going for it here. I was out of breath. And I'm like, how the hell am I doing like eight 15s? And I'm like proper going for it. And then my glute, <laughs> I feel like I'm just like a nightmare, but my glute was literally flaring up so much. Like it really, really hurt. And then I was like, oh, okay, no, I'm just going to sack it in now. And then my dad came and picked me up. I got some pity chocolate milk from the spa. <laughs> and then my dad came and picked me up. And then I was like, oh, dad, my glute really hurts. And he was like, okay. But um, I've kind of come to the decision now with my dad and like everyone that I won't run now until properly. Beer mile doesn't count. I'll come on to beer mile. Um, I probably won't run properly until Sunday now. So I'm racing Sunday and it was a bit touch and go, but I was even going to race Sunday because I thought maybe I just need to dial it back for a little while, but I think I will race Sunday. So yeah. And then tonight I've got a beer mile, <laughs> beer mile, yay! which is good because it's taking the fun back, back to running. If you know what I mean? I haven't really ran for fun in a, well, I do run for fun. Every run is for fun. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. But this is kind of, I haven't had a social kind of run in a long time. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm not looking forward to getting absolutely plastered though. Cause I got to do a beer a lap, which is going to end up being about five, five beers. I'm not actually doing beers. Though. I'm doing white claws. If anyone knows what white claws are, they're like a, um, how do you pronounce it? Seltzer? Settlzer? It's S-E-L-T-Z-E-R. So that's a little bit better than beer, but I've got to do five of them. So I hope I don't get paralytically drunk, otherwise that'll be very sad. <laughs> but apart from that, yeah, exactly. My week in running has, hasn't been really focused on running. There's more personal achievements that I've actually achieved this week. And you guys don't know, but I passed my driving test. And to be honest, I don't think I've ever been more non-running related, proud of myself. Like I don't, I wasn't really that fussed about my academics, but this is something that I really, really, really wanted. And I really worked hard for, found my first one. And it was just more of a relief to finally pass. I was like, thank God for that. Blimey. But um, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I've ever been more proud of myself. And um, this week's kind of just been, I've run has taken a bit of a backseat and just to like kind of celebrate my other achievements. But how's your week in running been, Ellie? Wait, 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 tell them what the race is on Sunday. You didn't even say oh, what it was. Oh, God, blimey, yes. I forgot to mention about my what the actual race on Sunday is. So it's the Felsted 10K. It's actually been pushed forward an hour because of the heat. It's meant to be ridiculous. So it's been pushed forward from 10 to 9 now, which is good because otherwise it's just going to be too hot. I think we've got like an amber weather warning. So it's going to be a hot one. Sunglasses are going to be on. But um, it's the Essex 10K champs which hopefully I'll do well in. I'm in the under 20 category and my club have actually got a lot of athletes in there. We've got a lot of athletes, so we should do well as a club. And if anything, having like a couple of days, well, it's probably going to end up being a few days off. Having a few days off in the lead up to it might actually help me and I might surprise myself. So at least I'm well tapered. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I am burnt out because I'm still quite enthusiastic about it and physically... I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, I kind of want to run now, which is a good sign. So I don't think I am burnt out, but I think I was getting to the point where it, if I carried on, it probably would have manifested itself into a manifested issues again, <laughs> spiritual. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I kind of took you to the back seat. That sounds weird, didn't it? Took <laughs> it to the back seat. <laughs> I'm glad it took a back seat before it became something that was kind of out of my control really so yeah Woo! that was weird too <laughs> <laughs> in sync anyway how's your week been in running ellie yeah it's been pretty good to be fair like yeah so we last updated them on friday on saturday yeah. i did my whole treadmill session 400s and 200s and i felt it? pretty yeah i felt pretty strong that like i was doing 
Well, I'm not going to say the times because I don't want to trigger That's anyone. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I felt like I could have went a bit quicker, which is always like promising, if you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. I never want to start off too quick on a treadmill because it's so warm. Um, And then Sunday was like an 18k long run. Yeah, that killed my legs off because I did leg exercises on Saturday so the weekend's always pretty like harsh on my legs so I always take Monday off but we actually went shopping on Monday I spent like 250 quid the amount of clothes though that you got and they're like your clothes are well nice yeah we went to Primark in like Manchester so I feel like that's sorry the Primark in Manchester is amazing I think it's definitely competes with the one in London the one in London's not that great is it not no not at all there's one in Birmingham that literally has like a barber's mm-hmm. like yeah yeah I've seen that they have like lash lash people cafes yeah. blimey the one in Manchester actually has like a beauty salon and then like uh you know Central Perk like the one in Friends yeah has one of yeah. those cafes oh my god blimey you're living the high life there (laughs) but yeah so I spent loads of money in there and then on Tuesday I did a little steady run and met up with my friend and then on Wednesday I actually had a 5k and I wasn't feeling too prominent like it wasn't feeling too promising because obviously of the weekend and I didn't really taper for it I just sort of like went with it because I was I just wasn't feeling that optimistic but what you said was true like you said you had a good feeling for the race and to be fair on the results it actually says I did two seconds slower than it did on my watch because like the people at the front obviously set off and then it's like a delay isn't it until you yeah because we didn't have a chip on this one I feel mm-hmm. like it was more like low-key it was sort of like a a local what's it called a local league but there's like loads mm-hmm. of races in the league oh this. that's the one that you were saying about the hill yeah yeah it had a hill in it like I did my warm-up and I was just like basically I went like 1.5k out and back and then there was like a hill in that like 700 meters in and I was like oh this is kind of steep hill but yeah Mm -hmm. so we ended up getting well I'm gonna take my time and not like the other time take your time (laughs) yeah 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 I got 2033 I told you, yeah, cheeky sausage. I knew you'd do well. I knew it. Yeah, I knew so I got like it. a 13 second, no, 14 second PB. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, knew I'm it. not like a hillyish course because as yeah. well, it was pretty warm to be fair, mm. but it was like kind of shaded. But mm. yeah, so at the end, I was like 10th woman. So that was good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Love I came it. like, I think I came like 61 or something out of 213. Which is like, so bad. Ooh. that's good. Yeah, like top 30%. I was like, that's yes. Good. And I, I had a funny, I told you I had a funny feeling you'd do well. It's so weird. Yeah. yeah, I was like so pleased that I finally got a PB right before I went on holiday. Because obviously I'm not, like I have a race, Mid Cheshire 5K. That's pretty well-known race, like at the end I know of about August. that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, I don't know whether I'll be in that good shape for then. I might be, you know, when you rested... But like you're just coming back and then you suddenly get a really good race. It might be one of those. Mm-hmm. So let's hope it is. But yeah, so I'm resting from like 18th of August to like the day before my birthday. And then my birthday is going to be my first run back. Yeah. <laughs> which is really cool, it. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, which is obviously on the 30th of July, if you don't know, get to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, get in the calendars. <laughs> Yeah, but and then there's like four basically almost four weeks and then it's my race. So obviously like the first week back I'm gonna be just like probably about twenty miles just easy running like three times mm-hmm. a week and then the second week I'm probably gonna be still easy running and then go up to like forty and then the third week I'll probably introduce a session and then the fourth week will be the race. So I don't know if it'll go that well. But yeah. <laughs> we'll see it's just anyway. things like that sometimes races just go well anyway like out of yeah the sometimes it's yeah. just out of your control whether you're gonna have a good one or not yeah you exactly. just don't know like I don't think I'm gonna do that well at the weekend because I haven't done any specific speed work or that kind of thing in about like two months so I mean we'll see but hey ho see yeah. how we go hey yeah. ho let's go yeah let's go <laughs> all right so yeah um and then what's the other oh yeah then I did like a steady run yesterday which was the Thursday and then I went out with my friend and then tomorrow I'm doing hills um which I I've literally put off like this is a bit of a weird like little story time but when I was like 
over-exercising loads in lockdown and when I did my shinning I was literally doing like two hill sessions a week and then like a track session so I was literally like just and then my easy runs were also hilly mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was doing hills all the time and now I'm thinking wait that could have been like a reason why I improved as well so now I'm trying to implement hills like say once every other week like just because obviously hills are pretty damaging to like your knees and everything hills like. pay the bills <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so I feel mm. like that'll really improve my running as well because I noticed how much quicker I was progressing on hills like back then and it probably did translate to like track running and stuff like that so yeah I'm going to try and implement them when I get back from holiday and before uni and then at uni as well because it's pretty hilly in Durham as well it is yeah what um I'm trying to think of anything else that's happened in my week I don't actually know if there is anything well obviously I'm going on holiday on Monday we're recording this on Friday and it's going on a holly bobs. Wait, where are you going? It's called Ben O'Madener. It's near Malaga. So yeah, I'm really excited. And I can't wait to get a tan and also food freedom sort of thing. Like I just want to eat what I want, when I want, and the beach and everything like that. Oh, I'm kind of looking forward to not running because I've just like been running nonstop since like January. Like I've not had a week off. I won't lie to you, having some time off, like it's not if anything it's done me the world of good like mentally I just feel refreshed like it's been what two days and I want to run now but I feel I feel better I'll be doing the beer miles tomorrow rest then Saturday might do a shake out if I feel like it and then racing so but it's nice to have just have a few days off quite enjoying myself <laughs> good yeah I'm having like 10 days off so but it'll be nice because I've got other stuff like it's in a foreign country so like I've got other stuff to like occupy my mind and it's going to be so warm so no joke I'll probably get heat stroke anyway and I'm saying (laughs) like if I did run I know I'd just revolve my day around running because I have to get up really early so that means Mm -hmm. I'd have to go to bed early and then like strength train and stretch and like it'd be so complicated to do it Mm -hmm. on holiday say if we're going out in the day like to a water park I'd just be stressing I'll be like when am I going to do my session so Mm -hmm. yeah uh, it's just nice to not have like a plan if you know what yeah, I mean 100% definitely so yeah hi guys um I'm aware that this skips quite a lot um because I had to cut the episode in a weird way so it just goes straight into the episode from this point so I hope you enjoy it and yeah bye do we do it I know we do have some younger listeners and just talking about it I know that when I was younger, it'd be great to have people like us to listen to. So, yeah. <laughs> not to not to toot t- my own arm. <laughs> not to not to toot my arm, but we're pretty brilliant. Anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm serious though because if if I heard this when I was younger, I probably maybe I would have had a different approach to just to things in general. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh wait, I did some polls again. Yeah, at least on some polls, guys. Yeah, I'm just full of polls. <laughs> so I put a poll on saying, have you ever had, and then I did four different options, disordered eating, eating disorder, both and neither. So out of 23 people, seven said disordered eating, two said eating disorder, four said both, and then 10 said neither, which I was quite surprised with 10 saying neither out of 24. Mm. Yeah. That was like almost half. But yeah, I was like quite surprised at that because I don't know, I feel like as an athlete, it's quite like something that's just ingrained in you to not even having an eating disorder, like just disordered eating in general, Mm. like throughout your life. The thing is, I think a lot of people don't realise that they have they have an issue. Yeah, exactly. It's, It's just all they've ever known. Like, to be honest with you, if if we never met maybe I probably I probably wouldn't have believed that I had some kind of issue kind of thing yeah yeah because if you didn't open up about it I probably wouldn't have opened up about it yeah that's true so thank you Ellie I love you (laughs) starts crying yeah that's so true that I didn't realize how bad it to an extent it was if you know what I mean until I actually like spoke about it and then I was like oh my god that was really bad (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah, I also put like, do you know the difference? Because I thought that'd be quite an interesting question. Yeah, and that then is. someone said, 
yes an eating disorder is a mental illness and more likely to have comorbidities do you know what comorbidities is i didn't know how to research it and it says the simultaneous presence of two or more diseases or medical conditions in a patient so basically it's where when you have an eating disorder you can have like anxiety depression like ptsd from it mm-hmm. like obviously in the past you, you often have more than just an eating disorder because it does cause like depression and anxiety like mm-hmm. as a result of it if you know what I mean yeah, um, so I thought absolutely. that was quite an interesting take on it because obviously if you just have disordered eating maybe you're just used to it and like you don't realize it's an issue whereas an eating disorder is like different in that sense but yeah do you think yeah. that like since the last podcast do you think that anything's changed in terms of like your like eating habits and like attitude towards food I think my perception of my body's changed definitely 100% I think obviously I do still do have issues I wouldn't even call them issues really anymore I do have the odd slip up where I look at myself and think like Jesus but that's not to say that it's to the extent that it was like um it got to a stage in the past like when we first started filming like these kind of episodes for the pods that my period was probably about three days and it was kind of non-existent really it was kind of I know it was there don't get me wrong it was there I never ever lost my period but it got very little if that makes sense and when I first started it was like probably four four five four five days and then it came down and then it was like three days and like very very light and I was like that's kind of an issue whereas now speaking about it now it's about four five I wouldn't say it's heavy but like do you know I mean it's it's yeah it's it's a substantial yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's a normal one now which is a good indicator for me that things are generally improving so yeah yeah. oh that's good thank you (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in the past like when I first started putting on weight I think that was like when it started improving but then I feel like I think it was around exams that because I was more anxious in general I feel like the anxiety around food increased as well mm-hmm. um I think that was when it started getting a bit worse in terms of like sweet things because before then I was eating it like I started trying to sort of eat something sweet like every day sort of because I was craving it as well as I wanted to like challenge myself like sort of mentally to get over Mm -hmm. the sort of fear but I think I might have like probably gone a bit overboard in terms of like every single day like because when after I ate it I always felt like some sort of anxiety around the sugar like that was like the big thing back when I had my eating disorder it was a lot about sugar I don't know why because it was never that much about fat which is weird I don't know really mine was it wasn't surrounding anything in particular it definitely yeah. wasn't surrounding anything in particular but did you did you kind of feel like it kind of it gave you because I know from a lot of people's different perspectives it gives you kind of sense of control so if something's yeah. like if you're stressed yeah, in life and you can't control the outcomes of certain things in your life that's the one thing that someone feels like they can control yeah I feel like that's the ultimate like thing that everything I feel like almost every single person says I think I don't actually know whether that was the reason because I don't think a lot of things were out of my control if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but I don't think my life was that unstable like in terms of constantly changing I feel like it's literally just because I wanted abs like that was like the actual reason like I thought there was something more deep to it yeah there's like I think there's someone close in my life that also like has like food issues but I don't really want to say who it is Mm -hmm. but um yeah I think that obviously had an impact but mm-hmm. yeah I don't apart from that I don't think there was that much of a deep-rooted thing obviously I'm an athlete so there's always going to be like comments here and there mm-hmm. but I could never just like blame one comment to like catapult me into like everything if you know what I mean yeah I mean I'd like to say it was all probably kind of image-based but I think I'm I'm not even sure if it was totally image-based I'd like to think in my mind that like it was totally about like the way I looked but maybe looking back at it now maybe there was something underneath it like some kind of insecurity where I felt I had to look that certain way so maybe it's a bit more than I originally thought 
mine was definitely about like trying to improve my diet as well which was just a stupid idea in the first place mm -hmm. so I literally I remember like noting everything down and then noting all the things I like sugar in them which is really weird and then yeah that was where it, I think that's where it started to be honest so that's why the sugar thing is so like ingrained in my mind so that was like harder so now I'm just trying to sort of not think about it that much like in the back of my head I, I remember when I was younger I used to be like oh that sugar on like these days like that's too many days of the week do you know what I mean mm -hmm. and like yeah. that's too many things to be eating that's got sugar in it that's what I always used to do so that's why it's obviously like resurfaced slightly because I was so like riddled with anxiety because of exams mm -hmm. and stuff I know what you mean if you're stressed it's kind of that's when it kind of tends to resurface yeah like when I'm relaxed I don't know about you but like when I'm relaxed like in the summer when I've got nothing to worry about I'm usually fine yeah like yeah, nothing's exactly. nothing's really but it's when I tend to get stressed so I guess like exam season could be a massive trigger yeah for someone. Yeah, yeah definitely but at the same time if you've got nothing to stress about you also think about it so it's like so yeah. it's just when you've got like a little bit of stress it's okay I feel like for mm -hmm. me because when I've got other things on my mind that I can think about, I feel like it's okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I am, to be fair, I've got quite a lot of stuff going on at the moment. So maybe it was just like the first sort of week. Like I feel a bit better about it now. It's just a constantly changing thing though, isn't it? It's just constantly up and down. Yeah, because I'm obviously going on holiday on Monday as well. So I'll obviously update you guys when I come back off holiday to see what the actual food situation was like. Because mm -hmm. I'm aiming to just like eat sort of whatever kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like you want to make memories and like sit on the beach and eat like nice food and everything like that. And like mm -hmm. just relax and like, well, basically just eat out quite a lot of the time when you're on holiday, don't you? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm trying to relax around that. Yeah, definitely. I think I'd be lying if I said I wasn't slightly concerned about going to uni just because of the... I don't think... It's not even a mad, massive deal. I just want to... I'm slightly concerned about it. It's just in the back of my mind because I sometimes my hunger cues are still messed up. Like, a lot of the time, I don't get hungry during the day. I'll get hungry in the morning. I'll get hungry in the evenings normally that's it I don't get hungry in the day and I'm I'm it is kind of concerning because when I go to uni like I'm not going to have that like I'll be busy all the time and I need I just need to make sure that I, f I still feel correctly when I go to uni yeah yeah because if yeah that's so true because I've heard of a lot of people that the hunger signals are pretty still messed up mm -hmm. so it's like reminding yourself to eat how mm -hmm. bad it sounds like mm -hmm. if they are messed up then you can't do anything about it like there's no point stressing about it but you just need to remind yourself that you need to eat quite a lot do you know mm -hmm. what I mean mm -hmm. like regularly um because yeah. obviously uni you will be busy like you'll be going out quite a lot and you'll be mm -hmm. like socializing but then you'll also be like doing work and like traveling as well yeah I mean so, I yeah. plan on I plan on joining the army so <laughs> oh yeah like I'm gonna make it very very busy busy girl yeah yeah exactly um and yeah also obviously a massive trigger is like obviously when you'll be around new people the likelihood is that they will mention like good and bad food and diets and all that and I feel like that's a massive trigger once you've got over that like I've realized how much that I realize how bad people other people's relationship with food is so then it's like I almost feel the need to change them but it's really bad because like I don't like there's no point in trying if they're not willing to change do you know what I mean mm -hmm, exactly um and you can't help someone who doesn't doesn't want to be helped yeah yeah exactly yeah so that's a hard 100%. thing to have to learn um, I think financial constraints as well could be a massive trigger for someone because obviously going to university for, I think for me it'll be fine but like for other people if if their like student loan doesn't cover the cost of their food or they haven't got like food included in their like accommodation prices or anything like that, they can't afford like good quality food. If you're yeah. living off like super noodles, it's not going to be good for you or your body. And it could potentially, I don't know, spiral. Yeah, it could trigger something to be fair. Because if you're mm. used to not eating that much, then it sort of becomes a habit. But then you also sort of see how much you 
can do without eating do you know what I mean mm. like it sometimes does spiral out of that sort of situation yeah it's just really triggering when like people just especially when people like yo-yo diet and then just constantly a yo-yo Ooh. diet it's like where you're constantly on from one diet to another and like different oh, diets okay. yeah, and, like, yeah. constantly mm. like like keto and yeah oh like, my yeah. god don't start like it and they what think it's that? like yeah it's where you basically it's don't like, eat carbs you, and eat don't you eat like fat. meat yeah like yeah meat. you eat like mm. high fat low carb but like like people think certain diets like scientifically backed up like they mm. think that the sort of superior in a way mm. as well because it's like oh you're eating that janet <laughs> yeah exactly you're eating that have you, especially in calories going eat. on the menu don't that's so bad yeah so that's so triggering so triggering yeah they've thought in terms of the obesity crisis however but Mm -hmm. then I think it's even bad because like obese people can still have eating disorders they might just Mm -hmm. do it the even if they do it the opposite way it's still an eating disorder do you know what I mean that is not how you combat the obesity crisis exactly that's not how you deal with it and that's not how you should handle it yeah. I like it at Nando's and places like that now. If you're looking at the menu online, there's a button where you can switch off the um, calories. A lot of the time, though, oh, yeah. if you are triggered from stuff like that, you want to look at it and like mm. you're just sort of sucked into it. I feel like there should be an option to show it instead of to hide it, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, that's such a good point. <laughs> hide the calories. Yeah, like they should be automatically not shown. And then if it says mm. like, do you want you to, see to see them, them instead but it shouldn't be like in massive instead letters do you want to see them yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. yeah because you'll have already seen them by then and say that the first thing on the menu is maybe what you were going to order and then it's like mm-hmm. really high calorie or whatever then you're just like automatically put off and then you're just searching for something really low calorie do you know what yeah, i mean 100 percent. also the re- the thing i've realized something the other day like you know how it says k cal slash kj like yeah kj mm-hmm. means like kilojoules and like kilojoules is like the unit for actual energy like we're learning yeah. like physics mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god food is like it's actually measured in energy yeah it's managed, like, measured like actually in energy. measured in it i was like oh my god i didn't know it's actually fully the unit for energy like when mm-hmm. people say food is anything it actually like is. It actually is. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Is. No, 100%, like, 100%. Obviously, it sounds dumb, but it's like ke- it's like chemical mm-hmm. energy, but a lot of people don't realise that until mm-hmm. it like, clicks, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, definitely. Coming now into running longer distances, like half marathons, marathons and stuff, I'm really understanding fueling, and it's really actually helped me understand that, look, your body will break down. It will, like, it really, really will break down if you don't if you don't give it what it needs and I think it's just really helped I think it's really helped me just to understand my output and what needs to be put back in like understanding that like like you need to take gels and things like that do you think that's Mm. a reason for why maybe like you were struggling on sessions the other day it could yeah it could possibly in general because you don't realize how much food you actually need like until you start sort of feeling really fatigued yeah I feel like for marathon training it's completely different like especially that long run like that takes so Mm. much out of you and like because it takes so long as well the hours in the day are sort of like crammed together so then you have Mm -hmm. to eat even more in like such a short space of time I think it really has helped my my relationship with food though because I do better understand it now like I physically see it when I don't and I don't feel properly I see it now whereas yeah. I do feel properly I see that as well and if you don't have a gel at the right time because gel is still food like really it has like a calorie count um then you will crash like you will literally crash like you will hit a wall so it's just it's kind of helped me understand it really what I actually need so yeah yeah for a lot of people it is good to see food as energy and especially mm-hmm. as runners because we obviously need more energy because we like expel energy from running uh it can like help a lot of people in like recovery and stuff like that to sort of see it like that and yeah it's just like you could go on forever about sort of food and like Mm -hmm. the diet industry and everything like that because that's ultimately the reason why people 
like have bad relationships mm-hmm. with food in the first place because like capitalism yeah. profits off like people mm-hmm. being insecure and buying a lot of shit to fix it um that is mm-hmm. obviously doesn't often fix it because it just makes everything yeah. worse mentally mm-hmm. like if you're not okay mentally what's the point in trying to change yourself physically that's yeah, what I always 100%. think definitely like because if you're unhappy but you're losing weight what why are you exactly. losing it because you're not mm-hmm. happy about it you're just yeah. making yourself miserable like mm-hmm. you need to choose your happiness over anything else at the end of the day unless mm-hmm. like you're a psychopath <laughs> <laughs> I mean in that case oh my god yeah so you do need to change your behaviors <laughs> yeah but yeah exactly. uh shall I just say the poll now mm-hmm I did a poll on Instagram and I put, have you ever had to take time off running? And 88% of people said yes and 12% said no. Who's never had to take time off running? Exactly. I think you're a bit strange if you haven't had to take yeah. time off at some point. God. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's got some kind of injury or like something going on where they have to take time off. Yeah, I was shocked at that. Do you reckon people might have got confused with like had to take time off? Yeah. Taking time off? Yeah, because it sounds sort of like injury. And then I put, why is taking time off been hard? And then I put options, because I love running, because of races coming up, because I'll lose fitness, because I'll be bored. Even though there was only six in total, because I did it, I think I screenshotted it just really early. Um, Only one person out of six put, because I love running. And mm-hmm. then two put, because of races coming up, three put, because I'll lose fitness. And then no, no one put, because I'll be bored. Yeah, I was like shocked at that kind of. Someone also put as like an extra because I put anything else and someone put mm-hmm. mental health and socialising with friends. So obviously mental health goes down when you're injured, like just gets worse. And then socialising with friends, I think he meant that in a like running setting, so socialising with friends gets worse as well because obviously a lot of people like use it as like a social kind of outlet yeah, as well. Yeah, 100%. I've re- yeah, that's what I realised. Like so many people don't value running because of the love for the sport. They just like, when they have to take time off, they're just concentrated on losing fitness. And that's a yeah. massive theme. Definitely. In competitive running, just losing fitness. Like everyone's 100%. just so concerned about it. Um, I also, I've got, I've got a little story from someone. I don't know if they want the name to be included in this. But I'll I'll share the story because it's quite an interesting story um, about like sort of an exercise addiction kind of theme, if you know what I mean. So I'll just read it out now. So they put when it comes to exercise addictions, they have quite a fresh experience. If you guys want to put, use it as a story, basically, I was overtraining by loads throughout the cross seasons. I didn't have a great relationship with my coach and was doing extra sessions and hiding them from her and then wondering why I was not getting great results then she got a laughing face um I moved coaches in March with the new team as a fresh start and it reignited my love for the sport with the balance between doing two sports and a very active college course so long story short my advice on this topic is to be honest with your coach about everything and learn that you don't have to do something every day and listening to your body is the most important thing for recovery and getting the best out of yourself hope that's useful so yeah I thought that was really like a really cute not cute well, thank, thank you to whoever said that because that's really good and sharing yeah. your experiences helps other people and yeah, just thank you thank you for everyone who answered the questions on the polls because it really helps us and it means yeah. that we can address topics that like more people feel that like they have an issue with or want to be spoken about okay. yeah because I thought especially the coach thing that's quite a normal thing isn't it sort of lying and like doing over what you whatever Mm -hmm. whoever coaches you tells you to do like doing over that amount because you think Mm -hmm. it's going to help you like she said like she thought she was going to get quicker but it actually like hindered recovery because Mm -hmm. obviously it does if you just keep going over and over but when it sort of goes back to the roots of why you love it and also sort of training with people that enjoy it as much as you once did then it sort of yeah reignites your love for the sport which is really nice yeah yeah. definitely yeah when you overdo it it's just becoming like a fitness thing isn't it at the end of the Mm. day it never becomes anything more than I'm gaining fitness like I'm doing more so that I can do better it's never I'm doing more because I love it so much you know what Mm -hmm. I mean yeah like yeah so that's where I think 
spot goes wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, I've realised that I can never mention my running journey without mentioning like sort of everything in terms of what I used to go through uh, in terms of like exercise addiction and eating disorder, body, everything like that because it's just part of my journey isn't it like Mm. a lot of people sort of skirt around the past like they just mention what they're doing now do you know what I mean they never mention sort of injury held me back that's why well people mention injury they just don't mention like the nitty-gritty of stuff Mm. they just sort of say yeah I wasn't as quick like two years ago but then I got back to it Mm -hmm. they never say why whereas I always sort of say it I don't know if it's to sort of make it less taboo or just because it's part of my journey and it's like part of why my times are the way they are if anyone asks Mm -hmm. like I'm sort of very open about it like obviously Mm -hmm. I don't although I don't like shit onto them but like I just sort of explain why like yeah this isn't my pv blah 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 do you know what I mean yeah um like don't think that you're trying to make it sort of attention seeking because you're not you're just explaining like why do you know what yeah. I mean I'm merely stating the facts that's what I put on my little notes <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh my god but the anxiety should we talk about like the anxiety around like skipping a run and everything like that mm-hmm. can't remember now blimey what was I gonna say oh uh, like uh feel like feeling anxious about like skipping a run oh god yeah okay so ever since starting like my marathon training like my dad used to do me plans but like they were set on a weekly schedule so each week would be like different but I can see from my plan that I've got at the minute from workout one to workout 14 do you know what I mean it's all set in written in paper so I would feel guilty if I like missed or skipped a run because it's like I, f- I feel like I'm like doing my plan a dis- disjustice and if I don't follow my plan exactly to a T then I won't get the outcome well, well that's not true is it at all I'll probably still get the outcome anyway do you know what I mean like yeah no that makes yeah that makes so much sense because even though I haven't had to skip a run at all because of injury like I haven't really had any niggles which is really extremely unlikely for me mm-hmm. um I still like I'd still struggle to skip a run like quite a lot just because of any other factor like if I was going out I'd definitely struggle to skip a run like I'd always go up earlier or whatever even mm-hmm. if it like impaired my recovery like I always used to just prioritize um running over everything like over social life over mm-hmm. sort of family over literally anything so that's another thing that's ingrained in my mind because of mm-hmm. that I just always just go out with my friends later on and then run earlier because that's always been my priority, which is probably like the wrong way to think of it. Um, See, I don't think I have, I've, I don't think I've ever had that kind of, that problem really. I think, I feel like if I'm, for example, it's just an example, if I'm going out with my friend, my run will fit around that. Like that will not fit around my run. So I'll make plans. I think things like having a job has taught me that because you you can't you have to fit things around your job. You can't just say, no, I'm not going to go. But if there's something that I want to do or I have like a day where I've got something planned, I'll just move my run. So I don't, I don't feel like I really do get, get anxious really around. I get anxious in the idea that it could impact the bigger picture. But on a day-to-day basis, if like I'm going out with someone or like I'm doing something, my run will always fit around that that will not fit around my run that's not to say the before like I have like asked for something to be later on in the day so I can get my run done in the morning I don't think that's anything really wrong with that but yeah I just used to avoid like social life altogether Mm -hmm. just because of exercise like that was the main thing that I did which is obviously Mm -hmm. like slightly still translated now like I won't go out on like track days because I have to do like track and legs later on so I don't have any time to like Mm -hmm. socialize in between and if I did then I'd just be exhausted you know what I mean Mm -hmm. um but yeah I feel like you're really good with like sort of thing is I I thrive off being with other people and having like 
I'm, I'm such a I'm such a people pleaser in the terms in the sense that like I get I feel happiest when other people are happiest and I love uh, speaking to people and like communicating with people I just love being with people I'm very much a people person <laughs> so like I kind of thing is I never have had a big social circle anyway because I, I think a big part of it was probably due to covid and when I joined my college course, we were separated in college into our individual classes. So I got to know everyone in my class and I'm friends with the t- other t- only two girls that were on my course and I was friends with them. But I was kind of disappointed that I like didn't make as many friends as I wanted to in college. So that's why I think my social circle is refined. But I don't think running has impaired my social circle. But things like that did affect it, which is sad. Yeah. covid because you always used to like join really random like foot like football you joined that and like mm. you tried to join netball and stuff like you always yeah. try to do stuff other than running not even exercise related sometimes just mm-hmm. in general which I feel like it's a really good attitude to have because it means that yeah. like every not everything revolves around running and like like other stuff fits in first and then running mm-hmm. after if you know what I mean I absolutely adore adored playing football for college like I absolutely loved it it was one of my favorite things in the world and I'm, I'm really glad that I experienced that because yeah that was very very fun very very Aww. fun <laughs> you look so happy and now I got a lot of kit <laughs> it's oh, my yeah, happy that's memories true. that's why it's good it was really Aww. really fun very fun <laughs> what was I, I used say? to do all sorts I used to do table tennis netball yeah yeah at high school bloody hell you should have seen me I done like actually that's a really good point just thinking about it now I didn't really I did it because it was fun obviously it was always going to be fun but I started doing things like futsal like indoor football I done um table tennis trampolining um went to trampoline in the club a few times like stupid things all because I wanted this bloody like special sports tie from high school so I kind of was doing sports for the wrong reason then yeah there were there were obviously ones there was a few that I really enjoyed like table tennis I really enjoyed and half the time me and my friends just like took the right piss so it was really fun but on the root of all of it was that I was probably doing all of those for the wrong reasons to get like a silly stupid sports tie but when the reality who gives a flying monkeys do you know what I mean (laughs) that was quite interesting yeah I feel like when it's just been sort of ingrained in my head that like skipping a run just because I literally back then I got so much anxiety from it it was actually a joke Mm. like Mm. any thought of having to rearrange my run or having to do it earlier or later than planned or Mm. having to like yeah make any sort of sacrifice because I literally had exercise in basically every point of the day like Mm. start middle end so that was why I literally revolved my day around exercise like that was the mm-hmm. only thing I revolved my day around so that that's obviously why now I'm quite like quite inflexible mm-hmm. um I'd say I'm way 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 more flexible than I was but I'm mm-hmm. still like my family still knows like the inflexible one I feel like I've, I've runners get that anyway like people tell me that I'm like I've had comments like I'm obsessed is a, yeah. is a common one whereas I'm really not like things come before running running's not who I am it's not my world I'm not obsessed with it I'm like no that wasn't it not obsessed addict addicted, I'm addicted. Yeah, people, addicted people have made comments saying that I'm addicted where it's I don't think obsessions is bad because if, if you want to class like running every day is an obsession then sure what well, that so be it it's not really an obsession but addiction is I was a bit like no I'm, I'm yeah, not I don't think I've, I've I've never been addicted to running it's not yeah I can take, can time, take off. time off yeah. yeah I've just taken like three days off it doesn't doesn't matter to me at all if I need to I will I'm not addicted to it at all no you're I really think, good yeah. at listening to your body like you're like one of the best people I know for like thank actually. you Hannah. <laughs> I never used to though the whole yeah. thing with my hamstring was a bit I I there were a few times where I should probably have stopped yeah, that was yeah. So, that was probably a wake mm-hmm. up call though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's as well like the whole thing about losing fitness, like going back to that because of my injury in the past, like two injuries, major injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, they've caused me just constantly think like if I don't do this run, I'm gonna lose fitness. Like I, 
I've just constantly got in my head I'm gonna lose fitness if blah 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 mm-hmm. or like because I've just been so against losing fitness just because of how long I know it's took me to get back even though I had six weeks off a day is not going to make any difference whatsoever but it's just constantly in my mind like worrying because I've had that like such worry before Mm -hmm. yeah and if it's like a niggle I get so much anxiety over it I'm like oh my god what is it my mind just spirals yeah that's not to say that I don't get I still don't worry like when I do get a niggle like I do go into a google spiral where I start researching my symptoms and why does this hurt why 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 whereas the majority of the time it's nothing and it goes away in a couple days yeah it's the tiniest thing yeah Mm. I feel like a lot of people just really really need to reframe their mindset around Mm. running like actually go back to loving it instead of Mm. doing it so they don't lose fitness because a lot of people have struggled to take time off because they'll lose fitness I do get it because you are building up fitness and like you are putting a lot of effort into it but the effort you put in isn't for the fitness is it like if it is for the fitness then it's for the wrong reasons yeah. so therefore you losing fitness should just be like a byproduct it shouldn't be like your whole mm-hmm. sort of reason why you miss running do you know what yeah, I mean definitely I was gonna say something then and it was a really good point and I've forgotten it now <laughs> blimey yeah that was it I feel like effort shouldn't be translated into like pressure though doing what I'm trying to say like what I'm trying to say is like if you put so much pressure on yourself, you're going to burn out kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. effort shouldn't be perceived as burnout. Do you mean the pressure from yourself to just carry on running? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, because um, we were talking about kind of like being committed. Yeah. You don't want to burn out because there's a balance, like yeah. really balance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the issue because a lot of people, yeah, if they are addicted, if they do have like mm. exercise addiction, then they don't care that they're going to burn out. They don't care that they are burning out. They just mm. need to run because otherwise they'll lose fitness when in reality, they're losing fitness and we're actually overreaching yes, in the first that's, place. that's what I'm going to say. People, yeah. this is, oh, I've got it now. Yeah. <laughs> so people people were like, um, oh, they don't want to slow down because they're going to lose fitness. But if they carry on, they're going to lose fitness because they're burning out. That's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. We got so there eventually. You have to, yeah, you have to find the balance because there's no point being afraid to stop because if you should be afraid to carry on sometimes. Yeah. You've got to learn to stop. Yeah, I said that to Ben. I was like, you need to have some time off over the summer. Mm. He was like, yeah, but I've got a race when I come back. I'm like, yeah, but you have a race at every point in the year, basically. Yeah. Is like, Ben running on holiday? Yeah, only like a, a few times. Doing- <laughs> okay, <laughs> when yeah. it's like 30 degrees. Mm. Mm-hmm. although to be fair it's bloody 30 degrees back here isn't it at some yeah. point it's like well, almost 40 of the race on sunday it's gonna be mental i know we've yeah, got to get on it's nearly four come on <laughs> i think we have almost done i think yeah i think we have thank you for listening to this week's episode of the in it for the long run podcast i've been katie and i've been ellie and yeah i just got a quick question for you guys would you guys like to see a patreon kind of what is it patreon patreon Patreon. would you guys like us to set up a patreon because i think we would like if we did set up a patreon (laughs) but just let us know your feedback and don't forget to give us a review on all the kind of podcasty platforms because it really helps boost our views and listeners yeah and like download them subscribe all Mm -hmm. that jazz and share with your running buddies yeah and also answer our polls as well because yes exactly the more that you communicate with us the more that we can communicate with other people the more the the more we can address situations (laughs) yeah so thank you very much guys love you bye (laughs) love you bye